And Georgia so. I want to see. I want to see too. We are the Triforce Podcast. That'll be the next great con. We can't risk it. We gotta go with something everybody already knows. We have a theme park based around. That looks like he wants to tell me about ancient aliens in South yeah. Korea. My wiener likes being chipped. A leak. A leak. We're here to fix a leak. <laughs> Don't try to ride a bear in real life. What we are live. <laughs> we are live. Podcast number 92. Since when do we do a podcast? I know. It's number 92 on the Purge Hangers and Wall Hangers Media Network. Of course, we are the Triforce Podcast. I am Matthew Bucherell, the Matt Man. To my right is Christopher Bristow, the old man, and our mascot, Hero of Time, Link. And to my left, as always, is Big Brother Stephen Bucherell. So we have a lot in the news for you. Um, I still have not learned to silence my cell phone. <coughs> but I mean, I was know checking. the audio is working. Yes. Yeah, I was testing it, testing it out. So, of course, we want you to go here, pjnwh.com, to find all the latest podcasts, as well as the last, last week's podcast. Triforce went live. Uh, thanks to... To, thanks, Mark. Uh, are you a con man? <laughs> we went over to try, uh, the Game and DVD Exchange in Media PA again, and we were surprised by Frank Percy, the comic illustrator. He is illustrating a new comic um, that is called... He's putting out a book. The, yeah, Catal the Hunted. And I fucked up the first part of that name. Sorry, Frank. But... <laughs> really interesting guy to talk to. Um, he was great through and through, and I posed up that you know YouTube video with all the intro stuff at the end. I have my little Marvel moments at the at the end credit there, um, and it was great great time talking to him. He of course loves the Punisher. Yes, uh, he did War Journal, who he said just kind of fell into his lap. So that was really cool talking to this guy. I'm getting the, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was uh, a special thanks to Mark from the Game and DVD Exchange for giving us the hookup, and you know, you know it, it was a joy. And wanting us back. Yes. He wants us to go. He wants us to go live, on at a Comic Con that he's throwing. Yes. As well as maybe the one in Medium. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Super Sunday. Yeah, he wants us uh, there as well. Um, I'm for it. I, you know, I, I will be all in on that one absolutely i mean it's just such a fun time just going to the store and then now going to a con that'll be that'll be the next great con if i do say so myself <laughs> <laughs> are you so, a con man uh, <laughs> i am a con man aspiring con man so we also want to point you to the direction of the bop the black opinionated podcast with matthew kennedy as well as lights get breakdown with teddy schools part of the Perjangers and wall hangers love balloons. Find them on all the social medias, and you can actually contact us right on our page. Let us know your name, your email, obviously, and what your message is. So you can contact us there if you have an idea for an end segment, if you have an idea for you know a podcast that you want to put on. Tell Please us about your latest motor-related incident. Exactly. If you got anything you want to see in the vlog nuts, obviously we went live at the auto show. You had a uh, horrible yesterday. experience on the road. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, or man, send us love, your drive yeah. cam videos. We would love them too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, man. And it's uh, it, it was really great at the auto show yesterday. Just one of the highlights I would have off the top of my head was uh, Ford GT500 and the Toyota Supra looking oh, really yeah. nice and sexy. Supra looks really good. It's gonna be a hot car. We got a nice this, concept. The first one is gonna be the one to get. 
people will be collecting that one for quite a while. Oh, yeah. Especially bringing back stuff, great stuff from the past, which we okay. may see. In the Actually, when you look at the Supra in the history, uh, generally, if you can get an automatic, they only make like three of them. Yeah. So like it's one of three. So like, you're just gonna like buy it, and, like put it in your garage somewhere. Wait for it to appreciate in value. So other you podcasts, don't want to drive it. Other podcast aside, we <laughs> uh, we start off this podcast every week with the nerdy news. Tonight, Rockstar's co-founder is out the Hauser. Uh, load of leaks. Everything coming up rainy. And a deadly virus could delay your new consoles. And raising the dead with VR. <laughs> so we start off with the nerdy news. And the first thing I wanted to put in here is obviously something anime related like I always do. Castlevania Season 3 gets a new poster. And a release date. So Netflix announced the upcoming third season will have ten episodes this time. And uh, with the full voice cast of Richard Armitage, who plays Trevor Belmont, and Graham McTavish as Dracula, they're coming back and they will be uh, streaming live on March 5th. So season one was four episodes? Yes. Season two was how many episodes? It was like a six or eight. It was like that. Other, so now so we're getting ten. We're getting, we're getting to like an actual robust season. And where is it down here? They actually show, and then uh, it was there, James Callis from Battlestar Galactica as Alucard, Dracula's son. So really fucking good show. And now we're getting a lot of the episodes that we want. you got a great voice cast right here. Castlevania is produced by Warren Ellis, and he's very big in the games as well. Okay. So uh, with this coming out, I really can't wait to see the next excursions for Trevor Belmont. Like, uh, well, we'll just go to the next story. That, that I got no segue for that one, unfortunately. But the 92nd Academy Awards happened last night. The Oscars. I didn't even watch Women. it. No. I watched uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix had a touching soapbox moment for his uh, accepted speech, which you can see right here in the first one. Best actor in a performing leading role was Joaquin Phoenix for The Joker, winning out over Adam Driver, Leonardo DiCaprio, Antonio Banderas, and uh, Jonathan Pierce. Right. Damn it, I did it again! Right. I may or may not have uh, did that on purpose. Jonathan Price was the actor that was the High Sparrow in Game of Thrones. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that gives you like space to add space to names. Yeah, two for two popes. Two popes. Apparently, that was a little bit of a weird show. Well, no, it's actually on Netflix. Oh, is it? Yeah, is it streaming it's, now? It's a movie on Netflix. Mm. Yes. Um, mm. it's, it actually got some critical acclaim because uh, it has um, Sir Anthony Hopkins and Jonathan Price. Anything you have, that whole that that whole duration of time when there was one pope and he, he wanted to step down and you mm -hmm. know and then he named you know so that it takes that it chronicles that that era. Okay, mm -hmm. so uh, uh, best supporting actor went to Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood once again. So he got the what was it the uh, SAG award he got for supporting and a actor. Golden Globe and a Golden Globe. He got so the, he hit the trifecta. He really did there this, this season. season. Yeah. Did you see? I have. And Joaquin Phoenix had a, a a big sweep as well. He won BAFTA and all, I think SAG as well as a Golden yeah. Globe. He 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 went through the whole thing. 
Did so. you see how Al Pacino looked like? Like at the Golden Globes? I saw a picture of him and he looked like he was like a stand in doing a, a Richard Lewis biopic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't okay. see that, but he is getting old, just like Joe Pesci. He's actually turning more and more into Yoda. Uh, well, he's, he's short enough to be baby Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, Renee Zellweger went in for Judy, which was Judy Garland. Yeah, that was already yeah, predetermined. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, Bombshell, Little Women, none of the other films that I've really heard of, but Laura Dern, Marriage Story, uh, for supporting. So, Best Animated Feature Film went to Toy Story 4, beating over Missing Link, which was the Golden Globe. I don't, I don't think Toy Story 4 was that pivotal, because you didn't really need... Toy Story 4. You wrapped it up nicely with 3. But uh, why? What, you did, so it's, it's a good movie. They like it's money. a whole series. <laughs> they really like money. money. I, 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 here's a novel idea. <laughs> maybe a traditional IP, like a new organic IP. Nah, we can't do that. We can't risk it. We can't risk it. We can't risk it. we got to go with something everybody already knows. We have a theme park based around. Well, Disney, there's how you, you train, how to train your dragon. Just do it. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a sequel that had a training dragon that nobody really knew happened. That was actually really good. Okay. Well, you're okay. Well, you're a father. If you have to, you're watch the only one who saw it, and that's why uh-huh. it didn't get nominated. Achievement in uh, cinematography nominees, and that went to 1917, which Roger Dickens, Deacon. That's Deacons. Deacons. I like Dickens better. It's an I C K, not an E A K. Deep. We'll get the difference between deep Roger, and look, one day. We, we, we only because you're greater. Yeah. Whatever. So, achievement in costume design went to Little Women. And, and that, was, that was more appropriate because that was a period piece and it okay. had to be authentic. Yeah. And then uh, achievement in directing went to Parasite. Bo Jun Ho. And oh, uh, he, I'm he, actually not, he won multiple. I'm not opposed to to Parasite winning because from a cinematography standpoint mm-hmm. it was well done. It's a foreign film. It won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Foreign Picture. It it pretty much clean, they cleaned yeah. house last night with Parasite. And the Best Documentary went to American Factory. Um, you know. Which actually the, uh, there's a uh, no, this one. American, yes. Go ahead. Yeah. But American Factory and the, any kind of documentary, you know, it kind of, if you get an mm. Oscar for that documentary, I got to imagine, like, yeah, that's probably worth a watch. I'm surprised that Don't Mess With Cats is not up there. Oh, yeah, that one, that one was really good. Well, that wasn't a film. It was, it was a documentary. A, it was a miniseries. It was a documentary. It, it was a miniseries. But it, was, uh, it was a miniseries. It's a miniseries, yes. not a documentary. This one struck my, like, how could you not want to watch this documentary? It's best documentary short subject nominee is... Going to learning to skateboard in a war zone if you're a girl. The um, okay, there's someone of uh, that is tied to that documentary that is local to our area. I heard it on Preston TV. Okay, but they, you know, they Ooh, uh, that's a, a big win for that one, and I definitely want to watch that just because of the title. It has that kind of title of like, all right, what you got? Uh, you hello, think? wheelhouse. Yeah. <laughs> So, St. <laughs> Louis Superman lost out to that one, and Walk, Run, Cha-Cha. Ford versus Ferrari. You should have Walk, Run, Run Faster. Maybe that would have been better. 
Well, Ford versus Ferrari in uh, film editing. That is a really good story. Which, that's a very intricate, especially something with cars. You have to have very good detailed editing well, skills. Well, they said, they said that uh, all the scenes of uh, Christian Bale, with him driving the car, which is paneling, that it's the same car, they were just swapping out the paneling as they... And also, you can find one of the cars for Ford versus Ferrari at the auto show. At the Philadelphia Auto Show, get your tickets today. Yeah, Great, uh excursion that happened there which i may say for uh log nuts we'll save for log nuts we'll have <coughs> I'll save uh, it for log nuts, on the we had show a coming up teaser we reviews. had a we had a top gear moment next week we'll have a review <laughs> of a door handle yes stay tuned you've been to the auto show you know exactly what car i'm talking about it's fucking ridiculous so very best, <laughs> like i said yeah. best best international feature went to parasite winning again you know it's a southern korean film so, obviously not many films coming out of North Korea, so there's only really one Korea you're talking about. Um, the interview was still a pretty good movie. Okay. Bombshell is the winner for achievement in makeup and hairstyling. It's a shame it didn't go to Cats. Baby, you're... Uh, <laughs> they barely made Cats present an award to James Corden. Too fat pussy. And apparently, of course, um, Ricky Gervais was just trolling the Oscars. Oh yeah, I saw I, I saw some of his tweets. That was awesome. So this is one the one that really surprised. Uh, whew, enter German sounding name here. You want to give that one a go? Hildar Gudensmaier. So he was the uh, a winner for Joker. It's the achievement in music written for motion pictures, original score. So it's best original score. I don't know why they have those long, complicated titles. Just say what you mean. It's not politics. It's an award. Well, it is kind of politics. Anyway. So Joker went in two for the night. Best best actor, best original score, which the score for Joker was fantastic. I'm actually happy about the next one. Achievement in music written for motion picture, original song nominee. I'm Gonna Love Me Again from Rocket Man, yeah. Elton John, yeah. and Bernie uh, Taupin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, that I mean, Rocket Man. I still have to get around to, but I heard that was just a spectacular movie, and mm-hmm. especially for original song. That's a good, that's well well deserved. It's it's definitely well deserved without Elton John being in the latter stages of his career. Elton so. John beating Disney down for that one in two nominees because you have Toy Story getting the fist as well as Frozen Two losing to Rocket Man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's more power to Elton John. He's not the person they think he is at home. <laughs> so, Parasite winning again for best, best motion, motion picture. picture. Beat Jojo Rabbit, Joker, The Irishman. Martin Scorsese really losing big Whoa. because he did not get any recognition from the Oscars. Except from Bo Jung Ho himself. Yeah. He actually said that it was because of Martin Scorsese that he was able mm-hmm. to direct and live by a certain mantra. No, no, okay, no, that's nice. No. Oh, God. Anyway. Um, yeah, I, I liked and loved our, our own podcast by accident, so I'll fix that later. So Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is uh, achievement story. in production design. <laughs> so it was, uh, and that was all about like a Hollywood film slash. That was like, you know, the heydays of, of the, golden Holly- age. the Hollywood cinema, like coming out of like the cowboy, you know, rough and gruff type of mm-hmm. movie actor. Yeah. So. Yeah. They were just trying to get into a different genre. But who I mean, won Best Animated Short Film? It goes to Hair Love. Oh, Matthew A. Cherry and a Karen Rupert Holder. Never heard of it. Oliver. Oliver. 
Best live action short film. The Neighbor's Window, which you should never look in because you may get uh, charges brought against you for that. Achievement in sound editing. Ford vs. Ferrari, one and two. For the Achievement night. in sound mixing. 1917. I would have to say that would probably be the winner in mm -hmm. that because they, yes. spit, they spit fat beats. <laughs> mixing, you know, original aircraft design, like the single yeah. engine airplane mm -hmm. design, like the mm -hmm. warplane design, and then trying to get all the sound and choreography and, and to match up. That is probably is probably the hardest to do out of all these movies. Yeah. You just get more of those things and tape them on the side. Visual effects, one? 1917. And this one had some fans titties in a twist because uh, Avengers Endgame lost out to the visual effects of 1917. I'm sorry, you cannot beat World War One. <laughs> that was a pretty big war. It's easier it to CGI something. It has still scarred something. the face of France to It's this easier day. to CGI something than it is to recreate an authentic look. Yeah, because you look at Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker, very impressive with the uh, Star Destroyer scene, but you're comparing that to World War One. <laughs> yeah, World War One's twins. Adopted screen, adapted screenplay for Jojo Rabbit, Takiti Watiti. Good. Who was? He's just a massive powerhouse in Hollywood right now. Original screenplay, Parasite. Oh, great. Written by Bo Jong Ho and Han Jin Woon. Okay, go Bo. So I guess that's them there. That's, the, that's pretty much it. But that's them there. They're uh, the winners. The oh, big go, winners go of the up night. a little bit. Look at that guy's hair. Okay, you know. Yeah. Man, look at that hair. That's, that's that some guy's hair, man. Head. That guy's got some hair. That, that looks like he wants to tell me about ancient aliens in South yeah. Korea. It's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got the idea from ancient aliens. He's like, okay, guy. Like, Call me doctor. I got my degree in the mail. Yeah. And, uh, but going on to the next story, some good news coming out of Disney in the form of Mandalorian Season 2. Uh, earnings call happened with Bob Iger. And uh, in it, he talked about uh, the release date of Season 2. We knew it was going to be in the fall. Now confirmed for October 2020. So cool. that's real big. And they also confirmed the possibilities later on in the phone call for a Season 3 of hap uh, to be happening, as well as spin-off Mandalorian series. Ooh. You know, Disney has about like 26.8 million subscribers right now. They have a, a giant pool of what they can do. Probably more in October. Because I was looking at the breaking <laughs> part. Obi-Wan Kenobi is after the events of Revenge of the Sith, before Rebels, so you have a nice chunk there. But with Mandalorian, that's a vast chunk of time that nobody has explored. And you have a lot of small, intricate stories that you can express in that time. Oh, I'm, I'm where it's like uh, who's who, like you know, the new order hasn't popped up. Remnants of the Empire is still trying to form that. You have the resistance, turn, or the rebels are in the resistance. Fabro, nice, don't let us down, man. Yeah, man, it's a nice, you know, nice mixing point of chaos for them to really develop something good. Hmm. So, take a look out for that. And uh, the next story is just as equally exciting. This is strange. It Very is strange. Doctor Strange <laughs> 2, Electric Boogaloo, no, uh, Multiverse into Madness, sorry. Um, I thought you said you were going to retire that. I was going to, but it just popped out of the box. You just got to shove it back in there. It's like a jagged So, uh, Sam Raimi is in, 
in talks to direct the sequel to the Doctor Strange series. Slated to begin production in May, so he does have to get acquainted very quickly with what's going on in the film. I don't film. think he'll have a problem, given his given his aptitude that, that he did with the Spider-Man trilogy. Yeah, 3 mm -hmm. could have been way better in his trilogy, but the, the, the t I would say 2 was the better of those two movies. Like yeah. The first one with the intro, but that Doc Ock, that, that was a good one. It, and yeah. by a lot of people's standards, that it still holds to be the best superhero movie to date. Because it was a fantastic oh, yeah. film. I would put Spider-Man 2, so um, uh, probably uh, Dark Knight Rises. Okay. And, uh, damn. Three so days. we're talking pre-MCU days. Yeah. Even with the MCU, I would still put those two films in the wheelhouse of the greatest superhero movies of all time. Okay. You know, because as great as all the Marvel movies have been, what Sam Raimi did with Spider-Man kicked off their whole, ignited the flame of that whole explosion that happened with everything Marvel now. Now getting him in there is still a bit of a weird play for them because they have, you're not done loving yet. You started, you're not, you're never done. So they have made a weird move because all the directors they've picked so far for the Marvel movies have been pretty much unknowns, you know. Yeah, uh, Joe and Anthony Russo and Takita Watiti, like nobody really knew who they were, and now you have Sam Raimi, very well known, you know. And since he has been on uh, done with Spider-Man Three, Raimi's been busy as a producer, helping to launch versions of horror franchises like Poltergeist and his own Evil Dead. So he's been pretty busy, and now he's going to be getting into the uh, to the works there. In Doctor Strange too. I think it was a good move for him to step step back from from Marvel and Sony and. And even Scott Derrickson, when he left, when he left, when he heard that Sam Raimi was in, uh, they were circling around Sam Raimi. He was like, I wholeheartedly support that. And Scott mm. Derrickson is still going to be on as an executive producer, which pretty much means nothing. But he's still getting the credit for the film. So you know, there's still it. I'm really excited to see what's going to happen there. <laughs> you think he was kidding? No, he's 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 not. He likes when you scratch his throat. Yeah, you started it. You've opened that. You've opened that Pandora's box. Now you have yeah. to be buddies. My he wiener likes being choked. Yeah, I see that. He <laughs> like, my wiener likes being choked. In other right. news, so going on from that. Now, if you aren't excited about that, this will really get your uh, Tobey Maguire senses tangling, because Morbius appears to be in the Tobey Maguire, damn, Spider-Man universe. He don't want to pet you no more. He don't want to bet you no more. You chill and watch the podcast. So, according to the, a new set photo, uh, in L.A., they were shooting. They have <laughs> with hangers and wall hangers, now with belly rubs. Yeah. They saw a bus, made to look like it was a New York City bus, and on it had an advertisement. The advertisement said, Spider-Man gone. And, uh, Spider-Man missing. And, so from the Big Apple, and with the Daily Bugle, you know, logo on the side, reminiscent of the Raimi days. Yeah. So this is leading people to believe that the Morbius universe and the Tobey Maguire Spider Verse are one and the same. So Spider Man apparently missing, and Morbius fucking shit up. So that it's really interesting the it's universe cool. that they're trying to put here. They're building a very complicated uh, world. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, even with like you know, uh, Crisis on Infinite Earth having um, what's his face from the original Michael Keaton Batman, um, the detective. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I f- I forget his name, but they brought him back for the Crisis event. Now with this, like adding in Tobey Maguire, is that them kind of hinting at <laughs> we could be Spider Verse? Is is that the? I the, could be this, them building up to that because we have Michael like, Keaton. They had they had a in little, two movies you could have like a sort of crossover big event that you could just build the all that past and this other new storyline where they're going to connect it in with a um, Spider Verse. Then they could go to other yeah. uh, movies from the past and this multiverse. This is that one, and we're bringing everything in here. Because this could be like they're bringing like one villain and one hero from this multiverse, right? Yeah. Bring so they're bringing Morbius back. on the evil end, Spider-Man from Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man from this end. Then you have Michael Keaton, Vulture, Tom Holland, or even Kraven the Hunter. Yeah. You know, yeah. you have all these in a nice, thick Spider-Verse movie. Tom Holland, you get Miles Morales and debut him in that, or tease him before to debut in that. And I think that would be a real nice... Miles Morales debuts in the Spider-Man crossover where the two Spider-Men meet. Yeah. And that sparks another movie. Yep. And another series. Who are you? I'm, I'm pointing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's Spider-Man. Hey, look at that. That guy's like Spider-Man. Well, I'm like Spider-Man. But I'm still really excited for this movie. Morbius, um, I, it looks like this is Jared Leto's... This is what he was supposed to do. You know, he really wasn't a good Joker, but he may be a fantastic Morbius. So this isn't okay. like animated series uh, Morbius, to where he's he sucking, uh, he's taking plasma out of suckers on his hands. He's a fucking vampire, man. So here's uh, here's just like my little one up thing. <laughs> Matt Smith. Matt Smith. Hey, doc- hey look yeah. at that. The Matt Smith, the doc- the eleventh Doctor, is going to be yeah. in this movie, by the way. All right. So is he going to be the Doctor? No. That'd be totally other. With uh, Birth of Prey yeah. falling very short and bombing. At the box office, yeah. It only did $33 million, which is far short. It's kind of like what Suicide yeah. Squad did. Yeah. Um, but was critically acclaimed, just like Suicide Squad. Critics loved Birth of Prey. But we don't need a movie for that. We don't need that movie. No. Anyway. He, now James Gunn Jared also said, is probably happy that you know. Now James Gunn also Oops, said that he's working not that gun, uh, different gun. He's a semi-automatic. That uh, gun. This guy's Ooh. a fully ma- full automatic. So James okay. Gunn is uh, m- working on Suicide Squad as well as Guardians. And it's said that Guardians is going to be taking place after Guardians too, so before Endgame. So for the, all that, we're seeing where they came off. Maybe we get out of Morlock, like. Frank and us were talking about last week, but I'm really excited that that, like this one, we're getting into the leak portion I was talking about. There are a lot of leaks that happened. This one, big, Resident Evil, the Netflix series, is, uh, people are speculating it might be coming out soon, but the show is, was, this, uh, this leak comes from a premature upload, because it happens. Uh, to like a press only site and it was saying that the show is taking place in the fictional Clearfield, Maryland the backyard of Washington, D.C. and the Umbrella Corp and uh, the decommissioned Greenwood Asylum all three 
all three involved in the T-Virus. So this is, show is set 26 years after the discovery of the T-Virus. The fans are hoping for a trailer and a uh, future release date. Net, with Netflix, I kind of feel like they're just going to boom, boom, just drop this on people. It's in the perfect kind of realm. Mm -hmm. And okay. you're in undiscovered territory, right? And so that you're seeing it almost like what the prequels did to the original trilogy of Star Wars. This is a time that where you knew it was there. This is right where you want to be. You want to see what's going on with Umbrella Corp. Getting an yeah. inner look at that. So hopefully this leap pans out true because I'd really like to see a Resident Evil series uh, in the future. And it takes place in Clearfield, Maryland. Has long stood in the shadows of seemingly unrelated behemoths, the Umbrella Corporation, the decommissioned Greenwood Asylum, and Washington, D.C. Today, 26 years after the discovery of the T-Virus, Secrets held by the three will start to be revealed at the first signs of outbreak. Yes, I read that text. It's very, very impressive. So, but not related to the Umbrella Academy. No, no, that's a different umbrella. No. That's a different umbrella. This is that's not your mom's umbrella. The kids yeah. Um, so we have uh, a leak. A leak. We're here to fix a leak. It's a Three Stooges line for you fans that know. Batman. <laughs> Gameplay <laughs> gameplay leak points to a co-op Bat Family experience. Hmm. Now, not much else is known about this, but the new game will be expanding on a gameplay element from Batman the Arkham Knight. What are you talking about? When I game, I want to game alone. Allowing gamers to play as characters <laughs> other than Batmans. And they're going to feature uh, a co-op which will allow players to play as members they, of are, the Bat Family. Okay, so is it going to be Nightwing? You can get Nightwing, you can get Red Hood, or, um, I'm sorry, uh, uh, yeah, Red, uh, Jason Todd. Um, he was the Arkham Knight. But you can bring back the Arkham Knight. But he was Red Hood in the, anyway, yes. in the comics. So they're going to have that Batgirl, you know, even Batwoman maybe, you know, have different members of that. Even Commissioner Gordon and Alfred you can consider as the Bat family. Yeah. So allowing a lot of different kind of uh, things you to go on. You know I really wished? That they put Alfred as a playable character in Justice and you sent Oh, it. get your tea, sir. Just a little mini-game of <laughs> Alfred making tea. You can put it out on the Switch. Let it you know, test your might. <laughs> yeah. Make your tea. <laughs> Explosions <laughs> so, going on in the background. Batman swinging around in the background. Now, besides that, not much else is known about this leak. It's not known if you're going to be Batman's player one and player two is like, you know, one or two Robins or, you know, maybe a Batwoman. Or if they're just going to let you, old NES style, pick who you want to play as and play through the story it's like just, that. It's just a matching fashion kind of thing. So yeah. that, that I can see. That was in the area where, cool. where the Batsuit had nipples. Yes. Yes. And a credit card. But yeah. another leak stated that this new Batman game may be a reboot of the series. Allowing them to re really start off because with Arkham Asylum, you just had all Batman lore just Easter egged all over there. It was just Bat lore yeah, jizzed everywhere. We don't need. I'm tired of the buzzword reboot. It's just a. It's just a yeah. We're just making a Batman game. Just That's make all the goddamn game. They don't need to. Like, we're rebooting the series. We know because you ended the last one. Shut That's up. why they hire hype men. Yeah. They're hyping it. This is the hype. How about you let it organically build? By no, we're afraid of the programmers. They don't really know what they're doing. Technically. We have to hype it. 
So we make a lot of money. Well, technically, we are, the we are the hype, man, because oh. we're bringing the attention to the story, building hype about Shut it. Shut up. So, next story. Hype, hype! We are the hype! Title of the podcast! We are the hype, man. <laughs> oh, another leak says that Far Cry 6 could be releasing by March 2021. Trusted game industry source, Jason... Fishman? No, Schwerer. Schwerer. Second paragraph. Schwimmer? Schreier. 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 There we go. My linguist here. So Jason Schreier of Kotaku stated that among recent, uh, recently confirmed titles that will launch between April 2020 and March 2021, Watch Legions, God of the Monsters, Rainbow Six Quarantine, there's two more games that weren't announced. One, the least kept, uh, the worst keep se- the kept secret so far this year, Assassin's Creed, the Viking game, yeah. and uh, some version of Far Cry 6. Now, prior to this, there were rumors of a multiplayer-centric Far Cry game. Mm. So, multiplayer-centric. Mm. Hmm. That leads me to believe Far Cry 76. Yeah. That leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, no, you know? I like the sound of that. Now, it may just be kind of like, you know, fear of, like, Fallout 76 virus spreading. Yeah, we don't need an outbreak of that. We don't, but you know, I'm really hoping that Far Cry you know, has been be a good Splinter franchise. It could, you know what? I, I think they'll go. He just said anyone hoping for a Splinter Cell is once again going to be disappointed. Sorry, it's AC and Far Cry. Yeah. Now I would love for Splinter Cell to be brought back, and there was rumblings of that, but Assassin's Creed and Far Cry are two mainstays that it's guaranteed to get bought. Yeah, I mean, the last outing of Splinter Cell was actually really good. Blacklist was really good. But, mm. um, and I, I still, played a demo for that. It was I, good. And uh, I still play uh, Conviction. That story was amazing. And oh they are good God. stories. And, you know, well, with Tom Clancy being dead, mm. there's only so much you can trample on. Spoiler alert! <laughs> well, I mean, whoa, it's whoa, not whoa. like nobody knew. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so he's not coming on then? <laughs> he died like six years ago. I think, if you didn't know by now... Excuses, excuses. <laughs> so he's not coming on then? Yeah, no, he's not coming on. Oh. So... Okay. Hope you prepared something. I'm really excited to see another in the Far Cry series. If we can stay away from the 76 and keep with the 6. They're not saying it's going to be... Uh, he's not saying it's going to be Far, Far Cry 6. That's a speculation. It's going to be something. Far Cry. Like they did Far Cry Prime. It may uh, it's Far Cry be New Far Dawn. Cry 6. It's going to be Far Cry 76. And it might just turn out that way. But with Bethesda fucking up 76, I've got to believe the rest of the industry's like, mm, no, don't do that. Mm, we can't do that. You'd like to think that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, look at, look at, so just look from 2013 to now. Mm-hmm. You got, name the debacles that were like that. So it was, uh, oh shit. Um, it was Diablo 3. Yeah. SimCity. Yeah. Um,. And that was just, that was doing the same year. Um, so, <sighs> this next story, we're calling All Bandicoots. A new Crash Bandicoot mobile game image leaks out. And with the image, the news says that the leak came from Jump Button on Twitter. Images looked like they were uh, pulled from an App Store page showing... You know, several shots of Crash with highlights from the game, as well as uh, the leaker dialogues, uh, the hue of 
of the the canvas, uh, a few of images they come across in the site, pretty much was taken down immediately. So Someone shouldn't have clicked the post button. Once again. Yes, I like it. Post it. No, I didn't mean post it there. You know. Once again, premature post upload sim, uh, you know, syndrome. Syndrome. Well, you gotta hate when that happens when you prematurely post. You can't prematurely post too often because that's two stories that don't work. So, that's sorry for the interruption. My wife says apparently the Earth is in a position that a balloon can stand on its own. Oh my God! Yes, that has happened before. Uh, back when there was Skinny Bob. I went and visited him at his job. Yeah, okay. and that that has happened. So they probably can't see your your phone. But if you're listening live right now, I will share the photos later. Definitely check it out. It's the really it's a really really cool. Uh, you could say that happens. Oh, cool. So you just saw it. Um, but Crash Bandicoot. This is going to be a mobile game, a lot like oh, Temple cool. Run or Mario Run. It's perfect for along the lines of Crash Bandicoot because it's pretty much what the game was anyway. So they're going to take the old game, call it an app, and that'll be that. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Well, scroll whatever. down a little bit more. That's not that. That's the last Crash game. But that's the post with the uh, pictures of uh, the Crash Bandicoot. King. See, oh, it's very Crash. Crash is now mobile. Run, jump, and slide. So it's probably going to be exactly run. like that Mario game and Temple Run. Yeah, yeah, it it, it will be, but it's going to be on mobile. I and still play Jetpack Joyride. It's still a good game. Yeah, and let's see. In this new episode, Doctor Nero Cortex dispatched a mutagen henchman across the multiverse to enslave all dimensions. Isn't that always the case? Always the multiverse. Oh, Dr. Neo, you crazy one. With the help of his spirited sister, Coco, Crash must strike and bash Cortex's minions back to their own worlds. So, get it on mobile when it's available. No official uh, word from anybody. If it's free, I will play. But it is being developed by King, a company who is controlled by Activision. And Activision mm -hmm. does have the rights to Crash Bandicoot, so that could definitely That would happen. make sense. This next leak is MTBT, not to be trusted. 4chan leaker says Breath of the Wild 2 has a title and gameplay details. So, 4chan, obviously, take this with a very, very big grain of salt, um, but they're saying that the title of this next Zelda game actually is Legend of Zelda Bondage of the Triforce. Sorry, no, Bond. Bond of the Triforce. Not Bondage. Zelda in, is not into Bondage. He's saving the that for Thursday. is lining up for the Bondage, huh? <laughs> oh, I love being choked. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Dominatrix Zelda. And Nintendo has right. approved of that title. <laughs> Bond of the Triforce, which will be revealed in a trailer relatively soon, in quotes. And uh, also, Sony says that the player will have the ability to switch between Link and Zelda in dungeons. Link is the only one playable in the open world sections. However, Zelda will be able to harness powers of nature to assist Why can't Link that bitch walk? in the open world weather. Well, <laughs> yeah. she's going to be able to like change the weather. you got to climb a rock face and it's wet. If you play it's Breath of the Wild, you can't. part of the puzzle mechanics. Yeah. Take one character, move here. No, I want to watch her Take walk. Take another character, go somewhere else. 
Animals will also have a bigger role in the game, and players will be able to ride okay. a bear. Who doesn't want to ride a bear in a game? Not in real life. Don't try to ride a bear in real life. Them going like this will rip your face off. Leave them alone. But you can ride a bear in the game, apparently, maybe, if this leak is true. All right. I won't. I, I won't go by unsubstantiated. <laughs> He's substantiated. We can trust him. He likes belly rubs and fries. So, uh, she, along with the animals, there's going to be new Not enemies. Not rides. A magic gauge, possibly for Zelda. New items, as well as weapons like a slingshot and a plow-looking weapon meant to take out a lot of enemies at once. And uh, there's zero evidence, and we will have to see relatively soon, maybe even at E3 2020, mm -hmm. if it actually comes true. But we announced fake, it last E3. It's a wonderful fake game that we're creating. Isn't it? Yeah. I would love playing that game. Bondage of the Triforce. Yeah. I mean, Bond. Bond of the Triforce. Bondage of the Triforce, <laughs> where Link rides a bear. <laughs> Woohoo! Link now, rides a bear this week on Pajanga's Triforce. Now that I would love to see. I mean this link, not that link. But this game, we already teased it when we went I live. I wouldn't be surprised that the stuffed animal bear is here next <laughs> week. <laughs> link riding a stuffed animal bear. He's been neutered. It's fine. So, Ratchet Put and Clank. on its back. It'll be good. Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> the game will reportedly be releasing this year as a PS5 launch title. Oh, I love Ratchet and Clank. So I have their remastered collection. It is awesome. And they did release that. Uh, the former game in industry journalist, Colin Moriarty, not the villain from Sherlock, we are going to get Ratchet and Clank in between the 2018 Spider-Man and its sequel on PS5. The game has been long in development. It's an insomniac. While Moriarty doesn't go around being like a rumor monger, he is normally... He doesn't say something if he isn't very well sure of it. So right. take it with a grain of salt. But industry journalist marking, you know, kind of like where that's coming. That does seem logical for them to break up Spider-Man with a nice Ratchet and Clank game in, in between. And mm -hmm. it changes the the levity of uh, you know the games that they're putting out because Spider-Man was serious with 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 a little bit of like Peter Parker just being himself. Yeah, and mm -hmm. then but we know. There's so many innuendos and obscene jokes, and you mm -hmm. know, with Ratchet and Clank, that you you just enjoy it because it's it, it brings oh, you yeah. back to you, that. Oh yeah, if they do it, you want them to really put the effort to give you something. You want that Dick and Fart joke moment? Yeah, yeah. And they used to pump out a bunch of Ratchet and Clank games. Uh, they were all a lot. Of fun. Let's see, there were 13 different games in 11 years, including many full-fledged releases. So Sony up your arsenal. Yeah. I remember those commercials. And the commercials with uh, Kevin with the, face. With the weapons that kept getting bigger and people kept shooting themselves. Yeah. Well, Ratchet and Clank. Yes. With a different weapon and it did something, it froze someone. It always said, and I remember when we first played Ratchet and Clank, we grabbed like one that was like, it wasn't like the first one. There were like two other ones ahead of it. Yeah. And there was like in the story and you're like like the second one or the third one and you? then we went back and we played all the way through up to that one it's like oh that makes so much sense now it's like starting Miss Maisel at season two yeah well, or that makes three sense. at this point start yeah. at season one <laughs> yeah. make sure it says one one so definitely you definitely know, you know what that. I want Insomniac to kind of like to re-put out like of all the words that need a reboot this would be one of them Blast Up okay yeah 
I would also I want to see like Conquer's Bad Fur Day come back. Yeah, I'd, rare would like rare never going to be that. Game. I know they never will, and that probably you could never do that game. Either. No, you could do that game if you put it on Steam. Steam will accept anyway. Wow, oh, that's not anything. Look, Japanese people, and I, I'm glad you brought this up because this is a story that I about um, tentacles. I don't know if there's tentacles involved, but it's softcore hentai. It was oh, like tentacle porn. It was like now in a tentacle porn corner. It, it's pretty much it was an anime about like two guys going through a mythical world and rating how the different creatures, like how well they slept with them, and like all the different stuff like that. Okay. To where well, Funimation? I'm gonna went, put you. Hang on a second. Over there. Yeah, we we can't put this out. There was like three episodes went by, and they were like, "Wait, what? We're showing what? Oh, you you can't put that on there." And then they took it down. And like a couple different anime sites, so like in net like the Netherlands and Finland, you can still find that, but everywhere else it's been taken down. It's huh. the first time I've actually heard of like a hentai, even if it's softcore hentai, hentai getting put on Funimation. You know what I mean? Your kids looking. Oh, Daddy, what's this one? No, 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 no. You can't have that on there. You know what I mean? Uh, Even with child controls, there's just some anime you don't want your kids to watch. Like Tokyo Ghoul. Perfect example. Watch the coffee. This one was, sounds really great as a story. Cradle Games has a science fiction action RPG, Hellpoint. And it's getting a release date of April 16th on Switch. Xbox, PS4, and Linux, Apple, uh, you know, the Linux. Linux and Mac support in there, as well as... We're really Steam. reaching, aren't we? Linux! And they're presuming well, it's not going to be... Linux market will put us over! You'd be surprised at how many people run Linux on their machines now. No, you won't, because they'll tell you. They all tell you. I run Linux! Okay, guys. It's like meeting someone from who went to Temple. Oh, they're going to tell you. They're gonna tell you. They don't <laughs> shut up about it. We get it. You went to tell Like environmentalists, they there. want you to know. Yeah. But Hellpoint is a great looking dark science fiction action RPG. It looks like Yeah. If you scroll down there's a trailer. Um and it looks like if Dark Souls mm. and Dead Space had a baby. And it's very much like Dead Space and Dark Souls and with a character design. I see a little bit of like Warframe in there. Um, really interesting. And with it's the uh, limb dismemberment mechanic still Full screen. No. And with this, you have uh, it's it looks like actual inspired. Yeah, it's inspired by movies like Hellraiser and Event Horizon. It's set on a Ooh. derelict space station orbiting around an ominous supermassive black hole and it's set to feature a narrative which explores cosmic gods quantum physics and extinct space civilizations it sports split screen as well as online co-op so it's just really kind of oh that looks awesome especially when you know it's in the dark souls like kind of realm and they're putting a lot of support into this it, it looks really good and April 16th, 2020, it's coming to you on Steam. Everywhere you know game, uh, games are available. Ooh, wow. So, Souls-like gameplay, scroll down. Souls-like gameplay is a unique setting. Explore derelict space station, the Idrid Novo, and uh, face bizarre enemies with a tight and unforgiving combat system. 
an occult space story, blending science, fantasy, uh, intense astrophysics, dark sci-fi setting. And keep you searching for answers. So, dynamic world. You have, you know, eerie space station, like a kind of dead space vibe. Dead bodies hanging everywhere. Nice action RPG. That's one I can get into, man. Especially if you're not shooting for 60 bucks. You're right in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you keep it in like the 30 range, I'll oh, buy it for oh, a day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the secret that I think game developers need to find. Put out a content at 30 bucks. Because Steam, that's how people end up with 200 plus games in the library. They're like, this one's 6 bucks. Like, alright, I guess. It's like yeah. buying, you know, buying yeah. food with, uh, you know, outside of the house and not from a grocery store. You're going to spend a it's lot of money. That games. is why Goat Simulator was number one for a very long time. That's true. And the unnamed Sure. Doctor. I'll pay six bucks for that. I got it for free. There okay. you go. I, I haven't played it at all. So, I don't want to know what it's like to be a good. Yeah. Rockstar now has a guy <laughs> out the Hauser. Dan Hauser, co-founder of Rockstar Games, is Doogie. leaving the studio. Doogie Do Hauser is leaving? Uh, like the the turn of the corner for Rockstar, do you think they're going to be? See, he was a major player creatively for Rockstar. Like I was telling Steve at dinner, the we're going on twenty years. The game, the, yeah. these guys were like the Winchowski brothers. They were brother pivotal. They were pivotal making it. You from think about brother, to the top they, view. They're still brothers. No, they're, 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 they're brothers. Sisters. Brothers. No, they're sisters. They're sisters. Right. Okay, the Winchowski sisters. But if you think about Grand Theft Auto 3... I don't know. <laughs> Did they get a discount? Like, Duke one? I don't know. But... That was the key match. So he was oh. behind great titles such as uh, Grand Theft Auto 3, which blew everyone's... Yeah, I mean, they, he was, part of, he was part of the, the... Essentially spearheading from the 2D top-view camera on the mm-hmm. PS1. Oh, yeah, it was huge! You know, and those games were still a lot of fun, mm. but... It didn't have like the critical acclaim like Grand Theft Auto 3 had because with the yeah. advent of PS2 coming out and that was the first system that it was on and then it subsequently got ported over to Xbox, original Xbox yeah. as well. Like and then the PC, now you can play it now it's now now your phones are strong enough to play it on but the phone. But here's the here's the real thing. <laughs> here's the real yeah. beauty point about Grand Theft Auto three that I don't think enough people noticed. When Grand Theft Auto 3 came out, it was the first kind of game to, to where you would see a commercial on TV about it. Oh, yeah, you'd but see it, that But it wasn't because the game sucked. It was because, hey, we want you to buy this. Normally, when you saw, up to that point, if you saw a commercial for a game, that game blows. And you knew that. This one, you know what? This one, it just blew the doors it off. It broke the mold. Because you'd did. see that commercial with the uh, sedan yeah. and the opera music over that big jump. Yes. By Grand Theft Auto, and he's jumping the uh, subway lines. And you see, like you see your char- your playable character walking towards the camera. And oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Plus, Masterfully plus done. Joey Pants, beautiful. I mean, he's yeah. in, he said Grand Theft Auto Three. Yeah, <laughs> it's it was such a great thing for Rockstar. Now Dan and Sam Hauser founded Rockstar Games in 1998. Dan was the lead writer on Red Dead Redemption Two, mm. Grand Theft Auto Five, as well oh. as producing uh, producer for Bully and Max Payne Three. We're going to hold they've been in. And they were just really, really just involved with it. He was, ex- uh, Ro- 
Take Two announced that he was uh, they're straightly grateful for his contributions and that he's built some of the most critically and uh, commercially successful game worlds under under them. So they're recognizing, hey, you did a lot of really great work for us, and there's no explanation as to why he is leaving. He probably wants to do something without without the big, you know, you know grandstanding it now because Rockstar does it. You know, when Rockstar puts out an event, they put out an event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he probably wants to do go back. Maybe maybe he wants to go back to his roots. We don't know. That's possible. I mean, I mean, especially if they're not announcing anything, they don't want to. He's not trying to, you know. He probably signed a non-disclosure. Yeah, there's an NDA. He involved, can't man. say anything. <laughs> yeah, well, not necessarily true because it was he founded the company. You can make your own rules. Well, co-founder. It depends on the relationship probably between him and his brother, really, and the rest of Take Two, because yeah. Take Two is really, and this is one of their gem companies. Now, I don't see like you know Grand Theft Auto Six being hurt by this, anything like no. that. Anything involved in Grand Theft Auto 6 is probably well on the course of the Some of the parts are still going to be what you get with a Grand Theft Auto, like what a Grand Theft Auto game or, or a Red Dead Redemption game. They're, you're, they're not going to suffer it by any no. means of the stretch. I mean, one man doesn't do everything, but he can be very influential to where you may see a little floundering later because he, he's not there. And it only takes one or two people to be the anchor point, too. Especially mm-hmm. co-founding with his brother this company now one of your founders like one of your bosses yeah. is leaving and you know it really i guess that all depends if he's taking anybody with him is you know is time it, uh, magazine's 100 most influential people of 2009 yeah man they were a big deal in the day and that was uh that was grand theft auto four at the time oh yeah that game was that was awesome that, and it was that, that was a really good game even the play thing. one of the first i remember i remember i remember taking the uh the, the helicopter that you got on uh, online and going into the nuclear repair point like like airwolf style and it coming out <laughs> <laughs> and that was one of the first games that me and you talked about when we were working in the deli with Grand Theft Auto 4 so and how I told you about that swing set yeah. Rockstar this is founded Per Jangers and Walkers yeah it did so it's a real big loss oh, R.I.P R- R- I mean he's not dead but you know he's left the company so that's something maybe he'll go on to make another great game story. maybe he's dead to them and yeah. now something extremely weird Munfish is making Atomic Heart we have announced this before it's kind of like a Bioshock Fallout feeling post-apocalyptic dystopian future with weird water bushes and lots of killer robots that don't like Did you. Did you say it's going to have weird water bushes? Well, yeah, and then obviously cyber uh, hand tentacles. Weird. Um, weird water bush and cyber hand tentacles. Yes, weird si- weird write, water bush. Write write that down, someone. That's the title <laughs> of the podcast. Weird <laughs> water bush and cyber hand tentacles. Circle there, circle that. I love my. And then boom, around. there's the. Uh, Wow. You know what? Good. I like it. I, it's a good concept. Looks like they're doing it in Russian. Looks like you're talking really wrong. Here we go. Title of the podcast. But, yeah, it's taking place in Russia. Um, dystopian future. Can you translate that in Russian so it actually has the Russian text? I'm sure you can get Hold Google on, Translate Google. and figure it out. Yeah. I have Google. Let's see. But I like the whole look of it. It feels very much, you know, um, Bioshock. It really, there's the weird water bushes. In the trailer, it actually shows him swimming through 
one of those water bushes. So while, uh, yeah, other one, no. Keeps going back to the Russian text. English to English. Yeah, you can't English to English. You gotta, uh, Russian to English. Russian to English. Where's my English to English translator? You can get him smaller text. <laughs> to look up there. It's a very weird looking well, language. There we go. That's probably a lot The blood might stop you though. <laughs> Doesn't it always? Let's see what the old Google pulls out. This is usually entertaining. Yeah, right next story. The coronavirus may be causing a delay in your PS5 and Xbox Series X consoles. Um, the virus is having a significant impact on Chinese manufacturing. It's, and gonna, it's having a significant impact on just the Chinese in general. Oh, yeah. And, of course, they're making the new consoles. Both. Yeah. So you want to you know why um, your, the gas prices have been going down? Because Chinese aren't driving and they're dying? That is actually true. Sometimes the truth hurts. When when shipments to China get delayed or halted because mm -hmm. of a viral outbreak, Sean Annis, America, America, America. Uh, so <laughs> we're talking China, actually. China, deadly coronavirus, causing you to not get your PS5 this Christmas. So like I, I seen it with the at the Wawa on Baltimore oh. Pike. It oh. is um, two thirty nine now. And it started at two fifty six. Well, that's great news because I buy premium. <laughs> but uh, I mean, Nintendo has also announced that their Animal Crossing New Horizons Switch bundle has been delayed due to the virus as well. Um, but less consoles to be produced and the resulting uh, shortage coming this holiday season. On the other hand, Plague Inc. sales have spiked, especially in China. <laughs> I mean, they did all, a bunch of them just got PC games, uh, PC towers, so got a lot brand new PC Master Racers over there, so apparently they're discovering uh, Xbox. Play games. I mean, yeah. Because that's all it is, it's just a really bad PC. Yeah. So, <clears throat> the last story I got here was, I, I thought it was really kind of touching. The Korean TV show reunites a mother with her dead uh, daughter using VR, not it's necromancer. Turkish. Oh. Turkish? Well, Turkey Turkish. used to uh, be taken. Turkish. Used to ta be taken over by. You're probably Russia, three stories moved on by this point, but I figured it out. Google says it's Turkish. Oh, there you go. So they must have. So if you know anything about Turkey, other than it's delicious, and it's apparently a country, stuffing. and the country's full of furniture. Yeah. So this okay. this Korean uh, TV show reunited uh, a mother with her dead daughter using VR, not necromancy. And uh, the Korean okay. company, I appreciate their name, Munhawa Broadcast Corporation, or MBC. Moon? No copyright infringement Moon here. Munhama? What? Munhama. Munhawa. Like Huawei? Munhawa. Like uh, Huawei. H-W-A. Huawei. Munhwai. Munhwai. Yeah, move Okay, on. right. Move uh, broadcast company. We'll, we'll, just call them, we'll just call them uh, MBC. Yeah, that's, that's probably the thing to do. 
Okay. So they aired a documentary on February 6th called Meeting You. It's a very easy name. Um, which reunited, uh, no, they recounted the story of a family's loss with their seven-year-old daughter, Nayon, uh, who passed away from a rare incurable disease in 2016. And at one point, Jing Young Song uh, got the chance to reunite with her child in VR with the help of the HTC Vive headset and touch-sensitive VR gloves. There's a, a trailer, or not a trailer, well, a, a little video. That's the girl, Ning Yong. And make sure that, yeah, good. And this is her mom in the VR, and it shows you what she's seeing. That's her daughter. And the girl was meticulously recreated in 3D, uh, complete with movements, audio that react to the real time of her mother's words and actions. MB, uh, NBC's production team worked for eight months to accurately render movements of Nin Young's face, body, and voice. Motion capture was used for the child's movements, and uh, it's just absolutely touching. She's crying here because she's seeing and actually having the conversation with her dead daughter. And it even says in here, uh, if you skip to the end, there's this point where she gives her a flower, and she just says, like, Mommy, you know I'm not in any pain anymore. And then she goes, okay. oh, I'm, I'm tired. And then she goes to bed. And the woman just oh, breaks down. Yeah. And she's holding the flower. She's like, oh, you know I'm not in any pain anymore, right? So it's really kind of giving her closure. That's a really beautiful therapeutic... Uh... Yeah. And they even show, like, the family is in the audience behind her. And this, the dad looks like, just keep it together. There's cameras. Just keep it together. There's cameras. There's cameras. you got to be strong Chinese male or Korean male. Keep it together, but that's fucking touching. Rare, a rare, you know, disease takes out your sister. This kid's watching a VR sister, his VR sister, interact with the mom. And they're just keep it together, just keep it together. And this is where she's like, "I'm tired now. I'm gonna go to bed." And it's just like, what a moving experience for someone who's had a tragedy like that. Now they were saying in this article that they're not sure about how psychologically. The effects will turn out if it will be good or bad. You know, is it going like to be like have, chasing the dragon or? Looks you know? like they have. Well, it's still rather black mirror. There, there's always those people that are just too addicted. Yeah, which you know, it still kind of feels very black mirror to me. If you they're know? doing it with like a therapist, that could be very beneficial, I suppose. Yeah, help if someone's having trouble visualizing, you can't do all that. Yeah, fun mental work. Yeah, and, oh, God, just rip your heart out. But such a nice thing that, you know, NBC didn't really have to do, but it's a nice, once again, documentaries, one of the topics of the night. Yeah. Really nice, touching documentary. I mean, if it if they have an English sub version of it, I would totally watch the whole thing. It's very gripping, and it's a nice story that I want to end on when I can. I like to end, end off on nice stories like that. All right. All right, there so go. more potential of the HTC vibe, and I almost went with something along this style for an end segment, but we, we've had something else there, because one I would say is, like, who would you want to talk to in VR from, like, the past? You know, Albert Einstein would be a great one, or, you know... My godmother. There you go. Someone closer to home, my grandfather, you know, having that, that's kind of a simple, easy, personal one, though. So I wanted to go off on something different, and she's seeing her daughter's spirit turn into a butterfly. Uh, they like butterflies. Okay. But I went with a different one. Symbolism. 
What if you could remake or reboot an old game or franchise? What would it be? Um, remake or reboot an old franchise. I know you hate that word, reboot. You just make another game. Ooh. An old game franchise, my first and foremost, and it probably always will be until they goddamn give it to me. Superman. I know Superman sixty four was a shitty game. I know this, but give me give me a good Superman reboot or a good Superman Ooh. game. We've been clamor fans have been clamoring for this ever since you showed me that awesome Superman and Injustice and Injustice Two. Oh, I got a bad one. Wind Walker. Oh, that needs a remake. Oh, just full, you know, 4K version of Wind Waker. That does need to happen. Yeah, just put it on mobile. Put it on. I would. I would also say Dark Cloud. Yeah. Give me a remake or a reboot of Dark Cloud. That nice RPG on the dungeon PS4. crawler. Oh man, that's one that I would love to play. Ooh. Um, there was a game for it came out in both systems in Nintendo and Super Nintendo. I mean, not Super Nintendo, Genesis. Um, I played the Nintendo version. It was very hard, very challenging. Beat it, but I would love to see the game remade. It's called It's an Immortal. Look up uh, gameplay videos if you can emulate the shit out of any Nintendo game now. I was about to say you're the one with the key. With the key you're the one with the key. <laughs> <with the keyboard. laughs> Uh, never touch another man's lap. That's a rule. <laughs> <laughs> Besides Link, he loves his belly button. And it was just, it, I mean, the okay, it was a very, it, the game was storyline, but you know, this is not that. Two, of course, you can skip. Me. Um, there we go. But I mean, it, it started go. like it All had right. this. Sorry, it's, it's a dungeon crawler. So it's a Diablo-like top-down. It's kind of like, uh, yeah. And it, it was it had a little bit of puzzle, a little bit. What of was that uh, that movie on Netflix where you could choose the ending? Bandersnatch. Yeah, Bandersnatch. It's kind of like a better version of that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that Bandersnatch game was like that. Yeah, that's yeah, what it reminds me of. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Except you, done by professionals. Yeah, you, you, you know, that still seems kind of turn based. Like, I attack you. Now you attack me. I it's, attack tough, you. it's tough to tell from the yeah. Uh, video, but yeah, that could be but, really good. I mean, the red bar or the pink bar, whatever you want to see, is that was it's red. that was your stamina, like you're getting tired, your health and your stamina. Oh, yeah. okay. They're it's really a classic good RPG style. So, all right, I'll take that. And one. very much this, a this uh, was one of the Dragons. first like Nintendo um, NES action RPG. Speaking of dragons, double dragon. Give me a double dragon. Oh, yeah, that was really good. Can't tell me you don't want double dragons. Oh, man. The, the co op gameplay you could get with that now? Double dragon co op. Yeah. Uh, co op, like, Basham adventure style. They had updated or remade Contra, didn't they? They brought they her did, another one. But, yeah, I mean, Shattered Core. Absolutely very good. No. We're, at all, we're all asking for good ones, not shitty ones. Good remake games, um, but uh, I mean, obviously Fable. But I just really want them to put out another Fable game. They really need to announce that Fable. And um, I mean, really, from the PlayStation days, there's still a lot of stuff that's still out there. 
but I mean, this game. And the reason why I came into my when I you know it's it's fresh in my head now is because is it because what I was playing when you came in? No, I saw this guy right here. Look, look, like like putting the amulet mm -hmm. and shining it with a little light coming through the window and like to open up the doorway, like oh yeah, modern. This would be awesome. Oh, Done yeah. in like that sort of three uh, D. Quick, get down the steps. Oh, good. He can't get you there. Looks like an error code. No, no, that was the password. Oh, okay. So, like, <laughs> that, those days, huh? Yeah, we're going to start from the beginning. Remember this long 16-digit password and don't fuck it up. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. show it to you for five what? seconds. I remember. Oh, God. I, I don't have a pen that works. I remember before the days of Windows and Mom going, this is all you have to do. Now, as these go by, you have to memorize this long string of words <laughs> and type that long string of words into the seed pump. Go ahead and do that. I'm five! <laughs> so, so, I had that going for me. There we go. Not a computer programmer at five. No! Still not. <laughs> so, I hated that class. I mean, I thought this was a nice one. Even, uh, give me like a... Uh, well, it may have sold it. So, so, how about, how about this? Good. Give me one to three games from Nintendo you would like to do. So, NES. One to three from Super Nintendo. Same thing for Genesis. That many games. Same thing for Genesis. Same thing for PS One, and then sixty four. Wow, N sixty four. Give me Goldeneye. Give me a remake. Oh yeah. Re er everybody Goldeneye. wants Goldeneye. Uh, Genesis. Give me Liberty or give me Death. No. Um, Sega Genesis. Son. That's how it's gonna go to Sonic, and I'm like. Mm. It, but it can't be like a side scroller if you remember uh, some of the Mario games. Yeah. Like Mario. Uh, well, they're even really good side scrollers. Or the last now. Mario. It's sort of a 3D. Well, they did the Sonic. They did the Sonic Adventures too. War Face mm -hmm. is a side scrolling m online multiplayer shooter, and it's all side scrolling 2D, and it's really fun. So for the Genesis, I would say give me a remake of General Chaos. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you don't know what that one is, he's so. gonna show you. Uh, man. I mean, you give me a not new Duke General Duke. Chaos dance off. No, you give me a new Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem. I'm an sorry. I, I'm sorry. I don't think I have that much time left in my life. Yeah. The last one took what? Twenty-five years. So this was just like an yeah, action good. shooter. Like you, you had your particular classes and. You know, each thing. It was just like a comedy game. Okay. Oh, yeah. You could go far with it now. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Green Army Men. Um, yeah, Army Men. Army, yeah, Army Men. Yeah. 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 That, make that, remake that game. Because that was really fun. That was like oh, yeah. Call of Duty before Call of Duty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was, it was so fun because you got your different, uh, different Green Army Men that you could be and that was just really good gameplay too. Good story. You were in a bathtub fighting over a rubber duck. It was fun. It was such a good game. For Nintendo, Battle of Olympus. That was uh, that was a good one. Or um, Aladdin. That that would have been Genesis, yeah. Because <laughs> it's right. Genesis or uh, Super NES. Yep, they're on both. Yeah. So there you go. There's your NES. Um, Nintendo. Um, Duck Hunt. 
Darkwing Duck. Actually, give me a VR duck hunt. Darkwing Duck is a good. Darkwing Duck. That was such a good. Here's what you do. Don't make it a Batman game. Stay with me on this one. Make it a Darkwing Duck game. You got a winner there. It's just a little bit of artwork. Oh, quack shot. (laughs) Yeah, man. Man, I remember the DuckTales. Yeah, yeah, the DuckTales game. That, yeah, they remade that and put it on PS, uh, PS3 and PS4 wow. and Xbox 360. Yeah. They could still do a good, like, um, even like a, a Looney Tunes or even like another Disney kind of game. The remastered DuckTales. Here. They tried to do a Mickey oh, Mouse game that. to where he had paintbrushes. I forget. It was like a, a famous. Paint. Yeah, it was a famous uh, game developer who made it, and he thought it was he was really artistic. But I want to see like yeah, that took Mickey Mouse to the third person world. I would like to see another title from either like um, like Looney Tunes this or the Disney really cartoon good. properties. Actually, for remastered, that's great. Relive your childhood. From uh, the DuckTales, but yeah, I do remember they remastered this game, but I, I want to see a 3D rendering of it. Yeah, yeah. Put okay. it in 3D, put, give me Looney Tune game in 3D. Speaking of remastering. A nice open world Looney Tune game. Yoshi's like, uh, Island. Dragon Ball Lake uh, Kakarot. Drag- Yoshi Island too. Yeah. Speaking of remasters, they're doing the, uh, the SpongeBob game. SpongeBob. They're doing that one remastered. Right? Okay. Battle for Bikini Bottom. <coughs> I did see that. <coughs> did we report on that? I think we it did. It may sure. not have made the cut, but I think we talked about it. But definitely uh, want to hear about your take on what game you should uh, remake or reboot from the old days. Write us at the website. Gauntlet Dark Legacy PSP. Yes. <laughs> they did redo a gauntlet. It's in uh, my library. But that's the Gauntlet Slayer edition, not the Dark Legacy edition. Here we go again. The it's Dark not Legacy. sex! Let's remaster that! Douche. <laughs> <laughs> and See, uh, I don't even have to do it anymore. Yeah, there's a lot of things. So, definitely thought that this was a good end segment. And let us know at PJNWH. Contact us. Let us know what you sit, uh, what you want to watch. We have uh, thank yous to go out. Podcast number 90. Oh, Special wow. thanks to Kevin. Oh, wow. Keanu Reeves Head Mode uh, was the title of the last podcast. We thank Kina, Alyssa, and Kelly Collins for liking uh, Podcast 90. We also thank Matt Kennedy and Kevin, as well as Bob. Always thank Bob. Yes. Contact us here. You can find us on Facebook. Yeah, find us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. We are on all of them. And... Uh, we thank all of you for watching. This, of course, is a long, drawn-out goodbye. I am Matthew Bugrell, the Matt Man. To my left, Stephen Bugrell, big brother. And to my right, hero of time, Link Diablo, and old man Christopher Bristow. We thank you all for watching and listening. We'll see you next week for another Lug Nuts and Triforce podcast. As always, hang on! We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Learning to skateboard in a war zone if you're a girl. They yes. spit. They spit fat beats. Bridge hangers and wall hangers now with belly rope. That's right. not your right. mom's umbrella. We are the hype men. That leads me to believe Far Cry '76.
Yeah. Oh, Daddy, what's this one? No, 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 no. If you saw a commercial for a game, that game closed. There we go. Not a computer programmer at five. Just keep it together. There's cameras. Just keep it together. There's cameras. Nonsense! No, light is green. Try turning it off and turning it off. Uh, turning it back on again. Which part? No, uh, no, yeah, we're, we're all okay. we're all set up there. Damn. Um. All right, so let me. All right, so the top one is. Hey. Yeah, the top what? one is mic. So we there want this. We want the webcam mic to be down low. Down low. Down low. Down low. Down low. That's and perfect. Right Lip back. Lip back. Sorry, I'm watching the green thing go. Okay. We're gonna end it. We're gonna end it. What are we calling this one again? Read, read the title again. Bye.